You're listening to The Shake, a podcast to inspire, motivate, and push the cannabis culture forward. Brought to you by Trio Solution. My name is Jerry Marzaria. You may recognize me from the past three seasons of The Shake podcast or as co-host of Sports Cannabis. This season, we're sitting down with leaders and companies to talk about their process, marketing and branding, data insights, lessons they've learned, and how to make an impact in the cannabis industry. With cannabis conventions on the horizon, it really helps our podcast understand the climate and talking to the people who are directly making a difference. When we walk the floors of these conventions, we can really see the effect that Detonate Cannabis Agency has had with licensed producers that are being featured. Detonate Cannabis Agency specializes in all things print for the medical and recreational cannabis markets, from packaging and print collateral to experiential pop-ups and custom trade show booths. Detonate Cannabis Agency understands the importance of standing out from the competition, even when they've created most of the booths in the room. We've completed over one year of cannabis in Canada, and it feels great. New solutions have been born, some haven't reached their heights they've envisioned, and others have taken off and are leading the industry on a new journey. We have an amazing season lined up with current and new companies and industry representatives pushing cannabis forward in Canada and globally. And with the industry picking up pace, there's no better time than to discuss a platform that has had a helping hand with patients throughout Canada receive their medication they need. And it can also be incredibly useful during COVID-19. Larry is the SVP of Business and Development at HelloMD, a serial entrepreneur and here today to discuss all things cannabis and HelloMD. Today, we get an opportunity to know that platform, the opportunity it provides patients as well as the brand. So today we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with you, Larry. How are you doing? And where are you joining us from today? Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to connect with you. Um, I am joining you from Denver, Colorado, where I woke up this morning to a very late season snowstorm. Um, but I'm trying not to let that ruin my day. <laughs> yeah, but you guys got to keep going. And that really leads into the next question that I have for you is that despite the current climate, we're all kind of at home. What are you doing to really keep sane and continue to work hard every day? Um, well, on a professional basis, um, it's actually been an extremely busy time for us. Uh, the company provides uh, virtual services virtual health services, the ability for patients from anywhere in Canada to connect and meet with a practitioner to discuss medical cannabis advice and possible authorization to purchase it. And so actually since mid-March or so, uh, we've been extremely, extremely busy um, trying to keep up and serve patients who are looking to access practitioners that they normally might access uh, at a clinic mm -hmm. and looking to access uh, medical cannabis um, also virtually. So that actually has consumed uh, my time uh, to almost a seven-day week extent. So in, in a, it's been kind of a blessing, actually, because um, there's not much else to do uh, here. We're not allowed out here either. So um, that's kind of how I'm keeping things. 
I guess a bit of a blessing in disguise, as you were saying. So before yeah. we get started and really take a deep dive into really all things cannabis and Hello MD, let's chat about your life a little bit before cannabis. Would you mind giving us a brief summary, you know, of your past industry experience prior to getting into the cannabis industry? Sure. Um, I should probably add at, at this point that I'm actually Canadian. I was born and raised in uh, in Montreal, mm-hmm. um, and. In the late 90s, I moved out to California, to the Bay Area, to pursue a career in early-stage technology. Um, Participated in that uh, through a different company, some I own, some others, uh, for about almost 20 years out in the Bay Area, actually. And in 2014, um, I met an entrepreneur who was um, launching a telehealth service for the mainstream actually had nothing to do with with cannabis, and at that time, you know, 2014—that's that's uh, that's that's ages ago in, in cannabis years. Anyway, we connected briefly over some business, and and then I moved to to Colorado in late 2014. And at that time, Colorado was ground zero for medical or legalized cannabis uh, in the world, really, because it was the first uh, state. Um, to organize and, and, and pass and, and then go officially legal uh, for recreational cannabis. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, I decided that I was kind of a fish out of water. We didn't know anybody here. I thought, you know, went in Rome and I started to do some pro bono consulting to early stage um, cannabis companies at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in retrospect, that was really early stage. Um, however, um, about a couple months in, this entrepreneur from California called me and said, um, we're thinking of doing a restart and pivoting our platform towards medical cannabis. And you live in the only place where people know anything about it. Would you like to join us? And so I kind of dropped everything at that point. That was late 2014, 2015. And we started uh, what became known as um, as Hello MD. So would you say that was your real introduction to cannabis? Was was that moment? Well, on a personal basis, been familiar with cannabis all my life. I, I actually, when I was in my early twenties, uh, visited a pain clinic in Montreal, uh, who that was run by actually um, Dr. Mark Ware, mm-hmm. uh, who has gone on to be you know very well known in the in the cannabis industry and uh at that time it was not a cannabis clinic but um uh we had those discussions then actually um and um and so cannabis was very much part of my life all the way through to 2014 i think that's why i was comfortable to to make that jump because at that time in the u.s particularly uh even in california to be in the cannabis business was a very, very risky and um, uh, and and really an invitation to be judged by those around you, family, friends, uh, business confidants, and and I took that on significantly during at least the first twelve to eighteen months of of helping to run this business. Uh, people in my life really wondering why I would, you know, take such a risk and 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 go into you know. Uh, such a, a judged and, and stigmatized industry, um, but I think it was because, you know, I had been around the plants all my life. I, I was not uncomfortable in any way. In fact, very, much, much to the contrary, I found that very motivating that, that uh, 
you know, that people found as a suspect move. Yeah, it seems like you were a believer and that this was a very kind of organic progression throughout your career, though it may not have been one that you foresaw at the very beginning. Um, the way that it kind of just trickled out, is, it just seems like it's very organic. Now, cannabis has been making waves within Canada, and as of late, CBD has been breaking headlines, even within the sporting world. Naturally, patients that have exhausted all traditional means started looking to, you know, really outside-of-the-box unconventional methods of treatments. But, you know, understanding cannabis, finding that correct doctor, or even getting basic education can be incredibly challenging. And HelloMD fills that void. So at a high level, what is HelloMD and why was the platform created? Yeah, so, um, you know, really what you just said encapsulates why we started the company. Is that um, we, we knew that um, for those who really wanted to uh, include cannabis within their medical or wellness regime, the opportunity for them to talk to a real practitioner who was adequately trained and, you know, who respected the plant and the fact that this was a medical discussion was very hard to come by when we started the business. So um, we really wanted to build a brand and an experience and a platform that changed the view of what it meant to talk to a practitioner about considering medical cannabis or continuing medical cannabis, but learning something more about um, how to use it in an efficient way. So that's really why we started the company. We focused on three things at the outset. Uh, we're really technology entrepreneurs, so we focused on building a platform that um, that would work well and would be easy to use for all the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we focused on really delivering a healthcare consult first, mm-hmm. a medical cannabis authorization second, rather than the other way around. Mm-hmm. And we focused on building a brand that people felt seemed mainstream to them because for a lot of people who were hesitant to do this, um, touching a brand that felt more like something in their life outside of cannabis gave them the confidence and comfort to, to kind of cross the street into, uh, you know, into uncharted waters for them. So putting those three things together was, was, was really the focus of the company at the outset. Yeah, and now HelloMD is in Canada, and you've mentioned some of the techniques for staying at home, you know, amidst COVID-19. The crisis has really affected individuals in many different ways, and this means that patients have found it even harder to access the medication they need. What unique options does HelloMD provide their patients during these moments? What it means to the patient is that if you're someone, and let's talk about Canada specifically, who... Uh, wants to talk to a practitioner about using cannabis for to, to manage some kind of symptom in, in your life in addition or instead of, of some other therapy or medication. Mm-hmm. Um, we make it simple to, from any browser, whether that be a mobile device or desktop, to, to hop online, uh, register, uh, provide us with your personal information and some patient history information for our practitioner. Mm-hmm. And then typically within 20, 24 hours, we will connect you to a licensed practitioner um, who will spend between 20 and 30 minutes with you, getting to know you, getting to understand your patient history, getting to understand the symptoms, getting to understand your comfort level with, with cannabis, um, and then making a decision, one, on authorization or not, and then putting together some treatment goals and a, and, and a plan. Uh, so that you can move to the next step as a patient and and purchase um, medical cannabis. Yeah, that's an invaluable solution. And especially right now, when you're not able to get out, uh, COVID-19 is really threatening that ability of life. 
So you guys providing that virtual solution that's private but also safe from home, I think is going to really help patients get the help that they need. And, you know, we're talking about HelloMD and, you know, it really provides health practitioner advice through Shoppers Drug Mart. Uh, medical cannabis website and it does this to streamline access for patients how did that partnership come to fruition you know LMD uh, as a company has always been much more focused on its b2b solutions versus its direct-to-patient solutions so mm-hmm. all of the patients who come to see us come through a partner that they're already interested in buying medical cannabis from mm-hmm. or in considering uh, to do so um, and so we uh, you know, we, we, we started talking with shoppers several years ago as they were planning uh, their rollup, as you can imagine, a company their size. Mm-hmm. Um, they make decisions like this um, over time, not overnight. And um, we designed um, an application and a set of workflows and patient experience for them that ultimately um, they decided they wanted to go ahead and partner with us to, to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we went live with them on their site um, about a year ago. To your point, you know, you can go to their site; it'll offer you the, the opportunity to connect with a practitioner to discuss medical cannabis. That will take you to um, to our platform, but to a portion of our platform that is dedicated to shoppers, patients, and to shoppers as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, over the last year, uh, you know, this was very new for for shoppers just selling medical cannabis. They're the biggest pharmacy in the world to be selling medical cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, really, one of the only pharmacy chains of any of any kind in the world to be doing it. And uh, so, over the first, you know, six to nine months, they were working through their own kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more than anything, they were working through having the uh, their audience, their 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 market their customers across Canada um, understand that they even were making medical cannabis available. It was, it was just not, um, the word just wasn't getting out very easily. It's very hard to advertise um, uh, in, in this market anyways. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but slowly, but surely, and, and what's really interesting about, about, about shoppers is their brand is just so tremendously trusted by so many people that, um, now we're starting to see a steamroll. So one, it's been a year. People are starting to understand that that Shoppers makes has it available. Two, COVID has kind of put that on on, on steroids a little bit. And three, we see by majority the patients who are going to Shoppers uh, or in coming to us and going to Shoppers mm-hmm. are really novice medical cannabis consumers, and that's really rewarding for us because that's why we're in the business is to help you know, net new patients learn and understand that, that this can be valuable to them in their healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think one of the reasons we're seeing that is because, you know, before it was medical cannabis, I haven't really touched that. I haven't heard of that company that's trying to get me to buy it. Now it's medical cannabis. It's legal. I hear more about it and it's shoppers mm-hmm. put those two things together. I think I'm, I think I'm going to do this. So, mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, over time, uh, we're, we're a year into this partnership. We work extremely closely and extremely well together. Um, I really like the people involved who, who, who lead their, their new drug strategy and medical cannabis group specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's growing at an extreme clip. So would you agree then that by leveraging each other's platforms, you guys now are able to provide a really unprecedented full circle solution to Canadian patients? Uh, I, I think that 
while, while uh, you know, COVID-19 is clearly uh, uh, a very unfortunate set of circumstances for, for, for many people and many to an extreme, mm-hmm. it has it has presented opportunity uh, for a lot of different things, be that in society, in the sense that we're spending a lot more time with our family than maybe we wouldn't otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's creating some opportunity in pharma and tech. In this case, um, you know, it, it allowed the two companies to demonstrate that really this is a solution ready for this type of problem. It's fully, fully virtual. You never have to leave your home from, you know, start today, see a practitioner either later today or tomorrow, if authorized, that's passed directly through in an automated fashion to um, to the shopper's team. Uh, they have a call center staffed by pharmacists who then reach out to those individuals uh, shortly after to discuss, um, you know, what, what, what they should purchase based on the recommendations that come from the practitioner. Then it's shipped to them overnight or two day, whatever whatever is chosen. And so, within you know one to three days, um, you know you go from nowhere to I'm I have a regime and it's in my hand and I never left the house. Um, so and we we've been as a result we've been able to scale several fold in demand o- over the last month and continue to to satisfy patients you know at the same level of of, uh, you know, the same standards that we're accustomed to. So if we take a little bit more of a deep dive into the HelloMD patient platform, you know, in a recent article, you were quoted as saying, for someone who is new to the medical cannabis, there's nothing more valuable than being able to talk to a licensed medical practitioner. Pa- patients who come to see us have, have no cost associated with uh, their opportunity to uh, visit with a, with a practitioner. Um, and... The reason that I, I, I said that uh, when I did it is because what we find is if it is a new patient mm-hmm. and they are new to medical cannabis, they're, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of coded to believe that a practitioner, you know, advice is above anyone else's. And to a great extent, you know, I believe that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for someone who's kind of dipping their toe in, not quite sure, they're concerned about getting high, whatever the reason is, if step one is spending 20 or 30 minutes with a licensed practitioner who's clearly versed in medical cannabis, but also versed just in holistic, um, holistically in health itself, Mm -hmm. um, we find by the time that that patient gets to the end of that call, now they're ready. Okay, yes, the the practitioner thinks I should do this. I understand a little bit better why. I know how I'm going to go about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ready to, to make my first purchase. So the other thing that we want to discuss with you, right, is receiving medication in a timely fashion. It's incredibly important, especially when someone is needing it. And this is something that you guys kind of go above and beyond with ensuring that the medicine is not only getting to them, but it's arriving in a timely fashion and it's also affordable. Why did you guys go this extra step to make sure that you know patients understand this? The, the shoppers end of it, the medical campus, the shoppers end of it. You know that is their responsibility. Um, they have a big group, and they work very hard to um, you know make the process as simple and as quick mm-hmm. um, and as efficient as possible for the patient. In our case, um, we have always tried to. Um, make it possible for patients to see a practitioner the same day or the next day because mm-hmm. 
Uh, one, it's an on, it's an online service, and and therefore it should be somewhat on demand. Uh, we're now trained that if we do something online, buy something online, request something online, it should happen pretty quickly. Right? Mm-hmm. If we call our doctor and schedule something, we're trained that that might not happen till next week. Mm-hmm. But online, we we want we want pretty fast um, reward uh, for our, for our investment. Number one. Number two is. We also find that still today, while medical cannabis is still making, nibbling its way, I believe it's still early in its penetration into the Canadian society as a medicine or as an alternative therapy, um, people tend to do a little bit of impulse shopping when it comes to medical cannabis. They're Googling around at night or friends told them that maybe they should try this because they have a chronic issue that... They're thinking of acupuncture. They're thinking about, you know, something different, mm-hmm. um, and they stumble on medical cannabis, and and so if we don't respond to them quite quickly when they when they when they come, if they don't feel like I can, wow, I can see someone at four o'clock today, or I can see someone at two thirty tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. If you say to them, um, it's Monday evening, uh, we can schedule you for the following Wednesday, two o'clock. That's fine. They'll probably do that. But in between that time, they may impulse into another therapy mm-hmm. or into something else or hear about something else. And they may never and, and they may never come in. They may try that something else first. So um, that's the reason that we do that. We, we want to give those patients the opportunity that when they're really feeling like trying it, they have the courage to think it's the right thing. Let's talk about it now. Um, so that they can make that decision. And how valuable is discretion and privacy to your platform and really the patients that use it? Um, I, I think that, that that is, it was extremely valuable in the early days. I mean, that's really what drove our growth in the early days is that I don't want to tell anybody I'm doing this. I don't want to talk to my regular practitioner about this. So I can sit at home on my couch. I can talk to a practitioner that I don't know and won't know very, you know, you know, not won't 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 become a a steady uh, influence necessarily like my like my family practitioner, and so in the early days it was really critical. That's really why people did it, so that 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 they didn't have to be seen, they didn't have to talk to people. Today, I think that that is still part of the driver, only because even if you go to see your family practitioner, they're going to say, look, I. I I don't know what to tell you. I, I just don't know much about it, but mm-hmm. maybe here's some clinics you can you can go to. I think today where we're pivoting to, particularly with COVID-19, is people are starting to understand that virtual health is an extraordinary opportunity and an extraordinary way to get access to healthcare conveniently at low cost at any time. Um, you know, prior to COVID-19, we we're still fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. on telehealth here in the U.S. and in Canada. Uh, the insurance companies uh, or the governments in Canada, the practitioners, they kind of drive de- demand for that by either you know not wanting to do it or not wanting to pay for it or not wanting to reimburse for it. Mm-hmm. COVID has really changed that because suddenly the governments were like, you know, wow, we really need virtual health right now. So what do we need to do? And they passed a bunch of um, changes, uh, you know, to their platforms to allow it. And so I think we're moving now into a stage where I'm going to do this because it's trusted. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who have used the service. Mm-hmm. It's convenient. I'm going to get good advice and I can do it 
from home in a half hour. I don't have to drive anywhere. I can do it, you know, uh, at, 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 my, at my leisure and privately. So when you're educating these patients, right, and really helping them get to that next step, there's often a fine line between what is education and what is promotion. What is that line for HelloMD when speaking to patients? So for us, really, we, we, we don't think about crossing that line. Um, you know, our practitioners are independent. Uh, mm-hmm. We give them, um, you know, above average amount of time in the industry to spend with the practitioners. We're not rushing them to get through a certain number uh, during the day. Uh, we're not influencing their decision in any way as to whether a patient should be approved or denied. We're not influencing them in any way as to whether a patient should have you know, certain caps on how much product they should get access to or how strong that product should be. Mm-hmm. Those are totally independent decisions made by our seasoned uh, and experienced uh, practitioners. And in the course of that call, they will have discussion about, you know, here's a form factor I suggest, uh, you know, oil, flour, otherwise. Here's a, you know, percentage of THC I might suggest. Here's a ratio I might suggest. Mm-hmm. But there is really no promotion connected as it relates to the product sale that takes place after. We don't participate in the promotion side whatsoever. Okay. So we've talked a fair bit about the process with what a patient can kind of go through at HelloMD and the invaluable nature and, and platform that it really provides patients that are looking to access cannabis and even shoppers patients that are already existing that now can use your platform as well. So we want to get, you know, a little bit more personal and ask you some, you know, personal questions. And every country or state that you've operated in really has, you know, their own unique cannabis identity. And you're in a unique position to provide a perspective or shed light on how Canada's ecosystem and Canada's market is faring with respect to others. I can reflect both on the medical and on the recreational markets. I think that um, in the medical market, Canada uh, continues to be um, the leader, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, that's because in the U.S., there are many medical markets. There's, I think, 33 of them now. Um, but they're all individually managed by those states. They all have different regulations and limits and restrictions attached to them from how do you onboard to how do you buy to what can you buy to... And, and, and none of it is, is regulated or in any way supported by the federal government. So as a result, those medical markets are still very much sitting a little bit on the fringe. There's a lot of still judgment about them. They're not in any way considered medicine. Um, they're considered alternative therapies. I think in Canada, now the longer that we go in Canada where we have a recreational market and we have a medical market, it has pushed the medical market to really think more like how do we separate ourselves from that recreational market? What are we doing differently? And I think we've seen as a result, you know, um, there are many, many licensed producers who have made a decision over the last 12 months to reduce or eliminate their focus on the medical market and, and move it to the recreational market. And that's fine. Those are commercial decisions. Mm-hmm. So those that are left are really, really more focused on um, patient care and building, uh, I should say, and developing and packaging, you know, patient-focused products. And then lastly, I would say that, you know, um, at the risk of sounding a little bit biased, the fact that Shoppers Drug Mart is 
in this market, mm-hmm. the fact that they are investing so significantly in it, and now the fact that they are growing so quickly at it, mm-hmm. that is adding a, a, a massive layer of legitimacy to medical cannabis, and it is bringing patients into the stream that would have never come um, uh, uh, otherwise. So I think in that sense, Canada is still the leader. On the recreational side, um, you know, I, I think I think Canada has some things to, to figure out over the next year. I think that actually COVID-19 um, may accelerate some of that thinking around um, delivery and, and just treating cannabis, you know, regulated cannabis like a regulated product uh, mm-hmm. versus treating it like, you know, just a over-regulated product as compared to alcohol. You know, in, in California, um, you know, the regulated cannabis market is, is has its struggles, but I would say is increasingly understood as just another, you know, um, regulated market like alcohol and the access to those products and how people can advertise and how they can package them and all those things are, you know, feel a little more normal where I find in Canada, it just still feels like it's legal, but we don't really want you to do this. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think there's some room to grow there, but, 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 you know, it's a process. Yeah, it is a process. Now, one thing that you mentioned earlier in the conversation was that, you know, you use cannabis earlier to use it for relief and for pain management. And it's something that you advocated for and and you have been a huge advocate for. So my question to you would be, what is your preferred method of consuming cannabis? Um, So my preferred method for some time now has been to microdose uh, edible products. Um, And I was lucky enough to learn that in... I think 2015 um, in California, there were already, um, you know, there was a ton of innovation in product um, delivery and packaging in California 15 through 17 because it was only medical and um, there just weren't a lot of regulations preventing it. So Mm -hmm. um, we were already talking about uh, at that time one and two milligram edible products um, where the rest of the world was still trying to get their hands on 25. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were teaching people, particularly newer consumers, that if you, you know, if you took the right amount versus the too much amount, you actually might come back and enjoy cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, because more often than not, we would meet people who would say, oh, yeah, I used to do that, but I didn't like it. It's too stoned. And edible. I had an edible once and I lost my mind. And, and, and it was always because people were in, improperly dosing. And so really in California, we, we a lot of mar- brands came to market in, in the last many years focused almost exclusively on products that were between one and five milligrams mm-hmm. um, and really trying to teach people. So I learned that then and um, that remains today almost exclusively the way that I, that I consume cannabis in, in, in very small uh, doses. That's really interesting. And the reason why I asked this was because, you know, something that we're talking about even earlier was, you know, corporate footprint within each market. And with the progression of technology and new modes of consumption, you know, constantly being developed, I was wondering if you're worried, you know, in 10 to 20 years from now, we will no longer recognize the plant we see today. I, I wouldn't say I'm worried about it. I, I mean, I have a hard time looking. At, this is my sixth year in cannabis and, and, and to, you know, Frankly, I have a hard time looking ahead more than one to three years. And maybe I'm just, you know, somewhat jaded by the six years that that things change 
so much in a 12-month period, Mm -hmm. um, and somewhat unpredictably so. I mean, look at today. Suddenly in Ontario, you know, you can deliver cannabis. I mean, that seemed like something that we were going to be 24 months away from. So, um, and the same for some states in the U.S., by the way. So, so. So you know, I I if if I try to stretch out that far, um, I think more likely what will happen is we'll just have a stratified, you know, uh, market landscape for cannabis. Will there be, um, you know, different um, variations and you know um, synthetics, et cetera, and and will it come maybe in mainstream medication? Mm-hmm. I would hope so, and and I do think. I mean, you can't get in the way of in, the only thing way that, thing that can get in the way of innovation mm-hmm. is regulation. So it will depend what the regulators do about the things that maybe you're referencing. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I think that there'll always be a market for what cannabis is today. So maybe in 20 years, there's you know a market for it in one form, in another form, and then there's this you know, a classic market, if you will, for cannabis as we always once understood it. I, I just can't see the demand for that part of the market going away. Amazing. Thank you so much, Larry, for joining us on the Shape Podcast. But before we let you go, we'd like to ask one question to all of our guests. And that is, is there a piece of technology, a past experience, or a book that has helped shape who you are today? Let's see. Good question. Um, not a book, um, although I'm a reader, but I can't think of one that has really shaped me. Um, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think um, I have been fortunate enough to live in three great parts of the continent in you know in a multicultural uh, French Canadian dominated place like Quebec for very long in a you know the innovation capital of the world. Um, uh, and working in technology in San Francisco for very long, and then now um, in an amazing state uh, of Colorado, um, and in now in cannabis for the last six years, and I think it's the combination of those three, three, and the the opportunity to live and and work in distinct industries and and live in in distinct cities over my life that it's probably you know far more shaped who I am than anything else we want to give a huge thank you to Larry of HelloMD for joining the Shake podcast presented by Treehouse Solution we also want to thank our loyal Shake listeners for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast you can join the discussion or drop us a line at www.treehousesolution.com and on Instagram at the Shake podcast Please also check out our parent Instagram at Trio Solution. And if you're a huge sports fan and love cannabis or everything in between, we have you covered. Check out our latest channel at Sports Cannabis on Instagram. If you're on Twitter, follow us at THS underscore audio. Be sure to look out for our next episode when we chat with another industry leading representative. We hope you enjoyed our session. Stay tuned for our next podcast. <laughs>